Hello everyone, welcome to Erd Steppa's Courses. Today will be the first actual lesson of the podcast. Uh, today I'm going to be focusing on the history of the English language. This is a lecture I always gave my classes, mainly so that people would have a little bit of sense of why English is the horribly complicated and difficult to figure out language that it is. Uh, English starts in the Old English period, uh, and during this time period, English was basically a dialect of German. Unless you speak German or Dutch, you wouldn't really get a whole lot out of reading Old English. Uh, example of an early uh, poem from Old English would be uh, Beowulf in the original language. If you've ever seen Beowulf in the original language, you've seen Old English. And you'll notice that there are very few of the words that look like anything you recognize, unless, as I said, you speak German or Dutch. The Old English period basically goes up until 1066. In 1066, the Normans, who were French, uh, conquered England. And when they conquered England, they changed the official language of England to French. And since English was no longer an official language, no one was writing in English at this time period. Everything that was written was written in French. The upper classes were speaking French, uh, the lower classes were all still speaking English. And this went on for probably 70 to 100 years. And during that time period, since English was only a spoken language, it changed very rapidly. Writing is is very conservative when it comes to language. Languages that are written um, tend to stay the same over a time period, even if they have other languages that they're influenced by. The change tends to be very slow. If you don't have a language that's written, if it's only spoken, it tends to change very rapidly. So during that time period when French was the official language and English was only a spoken language and only spoken by the lower classes, it underwent a lot of change. And it's actually an unrecognizable language uh, in just that short amount of time. So being able to read Middle English and being able to read Old English, um, there's a huge difference. Lots of different words, lots of different vocabulary um, different pronunciations even. So things changed very quickly. After uh, the French that were running England decided they didn't want to speak the same language as the French in France, and they also figured it would be a good idea to speak the language of the native people, they changed the official language of England back to English. But as I said, by that time it took on a lot of uh, changes. And we move into the Middle English period in this time. Middle English is a difficult language in a lot of ways because it's not a standardized language. Uh, there were no accepted spellings. There wasn't even an accepted alphabet. Some people were using different symbols um, in their alphabet. The thorn, the eth, and the yog for one. The thorn, spelled T-H-O-R-N, uh, is basically a symbol that stood for the hard th like in that or this or the the eth which is spelled eth was a symbol that was 
generally used for the breathy version of the TH, like with or bath. Um, that was usually, uh, the eth would be used for that symbol. The yog was a symbol that, if used at the beginning of the word, would be a y, would take the place of a y, and if it were used in the middle or the end, it would take the place of gh. So some of the people in the Middle English period were using the same 26 letters we use today. Some of the people were using some of the older symbols. To get a sense of how that went, generally the later in the Middle English period you are and the closer to London, the closer you are to modern English. The earlier in the period and the farther out in the country, the more you had the holdovers from Old English. Other things that are uh, unusual in, in the Middle English period, not only is spelling not standardized, you would see people spell the same word several different ways. If you look in Chaucer's Canterbury Tales in the original language, he will spell the same word several different ways within a few pages. Um, the pronunciation was also a bit different than what we're used to today. Uh, the vowels had different sounds, and in Middle English, there were no silent letters. So when you look at a word night, like N-I-G-H-T, the night at the end of the day, or the word night, where you have the gentleman on the horse, these words were not pronounced the same in Middle English. In Middle English, night, like the time of day, was pronounced Nikita. And night, as in the gentleman on the horse, was pronounced Knikta. So the silent letters you see in English today um, were not silent during the Middle English period. You pronounced every single letter that you saw, and there was a difference in the pronunciation. Now, as you can imagine, it makes it a little bit difficult for people to communicate in different parts of England when they're not completely speaking the same language. One of the things that comes about in the Renaissance is the standardization of English. And as English becomes standardized, they start coming up with acceptable spellings. This is when you start to get the first dictionaries, the first ways of everyone who spells this word must spell it the same way. Another change is that there's a change in pronunciation. The vowel sounds all shift uh, in the end of the Middle English period to what they are today. So the way you pronounce night today is, is now starting in the modern English period. Also, the sounds, the letters that we have that became silent, they become silent during the modern English period. Um, an example of an early modern English writer would be William Shakespeare. Now, a lot of people who are unfamiliar with the language of Middle English and Old English and Modern English might put Shakespeare as being Middle English or Older English, but Shakespeare is actually Modern English. Part of why Shakespeare's word choice is difficult is that Shakespeare was using poetic diction, which was a special type of language used for writing poetry and plays and works of literature. People in Shakespeare's times were not speaking the way they were in his plays and in his poems. Uh, the standard way of speaking English was very different. 
most people had already gotten rid of the these and the thous and the thine. Um, that was strictly used for writing, and they had shifted to using the word you and your. Um, <clears throat> the other big change in modern English is that as we move into the modern English period, English starts to become a world language because of the British Empire. The British Empire spreads basically all the way around the world. And from this, English starts to pick up a lot of language and a lot of words from other cultures, from other languages. Uh, English is very uh, accommodating when it comes to other languages in that it freely will borrow from the language. If someone sees something that they don't know what it is, it's a new thing when they're in another part of the world, they would ask, what is that called? And then they would just incorporate that word into English. A lot of other languages are very uh, resistant to picking up new words. Uh, Arabic and French, for example, try very hard to keep their words straight from Arabic and French and try to avoid too much foreign influence in the language. Uh, this makes them a little bit inflexible when they come across other languages because they have to think of new combinations of words they already have in order to take the place of that. English simply borrows a word, changes the pronunciation and the spelling, and uses it that way. So English, in this time period, starts to get a lot of words from uh, the Americas, a lot of words from... Uh, other European countries, African words, Indian words, you know, everywhere the British Empire goes, they start to incorporate words. When you bring in words from different language bases, this is one of the things that makes uh, spelling that language very difficult, because a lot of times they would keep spelling styles from the other languages. Um, this was also something that occurred in the Old English period because Old English is basically a combination of German and French. So our language starts out from the beginning of the Middle English period as kind of a uh, mashup of two languages. Most of our basic words in English um, come from the Old English and are Germanic. Mother, father, brother, sister, bread, light, night, land... These are all Germanic words. The fancier words we have um, from that time period tended to be the French words, and this is because this was the language of the upper classes. Words like chamber and chemise are French words um, that were adopted. Also, things like pork and beef are French words, because the upper classes would have known pork and beef as the things that arrived at the table on the plate. The words pig and cow are Germanic. Uh, the lower classes would have been the ones taking care of the animals, slaughtering the animals, and preparing them to be eaten. So our words uh, for those things tend to be more Germanic. Also, an, a good indicator with French versus Germanic words is that a lot of our German words uh, are the ones that have silent letters. Uh, whenever you see a silent letter in a word, like light or night, the GHs, um, those tend to be things that were from the original German and became silent. Another change that had occurred in the Middle English period was that the 
language somehow got rid of the idea of gender with nouns. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, if you've ever studied German or Spanish or French or Italian, the nouns have different genders. They're masculine or feminine, and in the case of German, they have masculine, feminine, and neuter, which is, is a neutral. Uh, English, in the Middle English period, gets away from all of that. We don't have masculine and feminine uh, nouns. Uh, we completely eliminated the gender. This was probably because they didn't match up very well coming from two different language bases. The word in one language may have been masculine, may have been feminine in the other language. And so in order to deal with that, they probably just eliminated the idea of gender altogether. Um, gender would generally tell you something like what kind of um, word to use with it, what, what form of the... Uh, adjective or what form of the article. For example, in languages that are masculine and feminine, they have a different form for a. They have a masculine form of a and a feminine form of a. In English, we only have a. Same thing with the word the. There's a masculine form of the and a feminine form of it. But in English, we only have the one form. So as we've moved into English and as English spreads around the world, it really becomes a language that becomes more and more difficult to spell because of all of the language bases that are added into it. English is mostly German and French, but then you have to add in Arabic and indigenous languages and languages from India and languages from China and so it becomes a very complex language. Um, I hope that this short lecture will give you a little bit of a sense of why English is the crazy and unusual language that we have today. Um, I feel that in order to understand the logic of anything, you should first start to understand the logic of your language. And knowing the origins of the language um, will help you to understand why there's some of the inconsistencies, but why English is also a very fluid and changing language. Um, to look around the world, lots of people speak English, but it's not always English that's recognizable to others who speak English. Even within the United States, there are very different dialects between the Midwest, the East Coast, the Deep South, and the West Coast. Then you move into England, and they have different dialects in England, and Australia has different dialects, and so forth around the world. So this is one of the reasons for using standard English when you speak or write for a mixed audience, an audience that you don't know what their background is. Um, because slang and regional dialect does not always translate outside of that dialect. Um, there are speakers of English around the world, and the way one group uses a word or phrase may not even be close to the way another group uses that. And it gets even worse than that, because a lot of times dialect will change by age group. You know, words that meant one thing to our grandparents mean something completely different when we use them. And so when you're using dialect, unless you're with the group that speaks the same dialect, you can end up confusing and causing a lot of misunderstanding between people. 
I'm going to wrap up this lecture for now. Um, the next lecture will be a little bit on Plato and Socrates. I hope all of you are well and have a good day.